steady job and a couple extra potatoes. That's all I want. You're getting on. You're pushing 30, Sluggy. You know, it's time to think about getting some ambition. Oh, I always figured I'd live a little bit longer without it. Don't forget, kid, that what you're trying to do here is to be bright and chipper and entertaining and, and intelligent and sort of glitzy. And that's funny and it's, it's, it's kind of cool and it's interesting and it's edgy and all of that. It, it puts that facade of momentary charisma on you. And if you don't play that out, you actually fail. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Coffee and Memes. I'm back. I'm alive. I'm okay. Stop worrying about me. Please stop with the candlelight visuals. Stop with the thoughts and prayers. Stop with the change.org petitions. I'm all right. I appreciate you all campaigning against the awful, oppressive, authoritarian pathogen that has darkened my door for the last few days, but I'm okay. I bit down on my mouthpiece, moved forward, oh, took a few to the ribs, oh, took a couple to the jaw, oh, managed to pull guard. He's back there pulling guard in an MMA fight. He's out of control. Oh, but he's spun underneath. He's caught the heel hook. He's caught the evil pathogen in the heel hook. Oh, the, it's, the pathogen's tapping, but he won't let go. What's this Paul Harris motherfucker doing? He's out of control. He needs stopping. Oh, oh, the pathogen's knee just pops out of his socket. Oh, he's in agony. Take that, you man flu bitch. Yeah, I'm back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry that I wasn't here yesterday. I'm deeply sorry. But, man, I sounded like a sack of shit. I did. I sounded like Frank Butcher. He was about, he was about eight beans deep, like he'd been at Bagley's all night, and he'd just come out. Oh, Pat, Pat, what you done to me, Pat? Oh, these beans are spicy. Pat, 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 Pat. Uh, anyway, but I'm fine. I'm alive. I'm, I'm, I'm in good spirits, as you can see. I've got my cup full of male feminist tears. I've got my lobster. I've got my shoe throwers. And I've got my ridiculous news. And I've got, I've got the lobster crew on lock, live, as a motherfucker, just as it happens on stage, as it takes place. Mm. Oh, how are you all? I'm, I'm looking at Restream. I'm not looking at uh, YouTube, so I can't see who's in, the, who's in the comments, who's doing what. Facebook crew, how are you? Hope you're okay. Hope um, Just hope you're having a reasonable life, you know. I hope that you, you're out there gaining that grain, getting that, getting that bread, and uh, making, making, stacking those peas, you know. Just one pea on top of the next. Anyway, I'm rambling, um, but that's, you know, standard fare, isn't it? Right, look, what have we got in terms of news? What is in the news? That doesn't work anymore. Okay, fine. Uh, The uh, top UK sexual fantasies listed, according to a survey. Uh, You know Ellen Scott from the Metro's covering that one. Uh, What else have we got? What's it like being autosexual when you're attracted to yourself? Can ask Wesley Snips about that, the vain motherfucker. Uh, Man says he's bursting with energy because he drinks his own piss every day. Good, good. Uh, what's this? That's not. That's just a collation of news. Man banned from dancing in public and could face jail if he breaches the order. Uh, opium addicted parrots are an absolute menace, unsurprisingly. 
Uh, children uh, reveal their dream jobs, unsurprisingly. It's to become YouTubers. Elon Musk news, obviously. Uh, UK porn rules uh, requiring age verica- verification could start on April 1st. I've had this gone for a little while now. I feel like Alan Partridge in the travel lodge on my telephone. I mean, look, I'll try it now. Yeah, I'll try it live on freaking air to see whether or not I can make pornography come up on my telephone. All right. Uh, I don't actually know the name of any porn website. P O R N H U B. Uh, com. I'm not a f- other other pornographic websites. Uh, but there you go. Secure net blocked. Vodafone. You, you fascist bully boys. Let me see my prawn. Why won't you return to safety? Return- oh, you're going to wrap me up in cotton wool, are you, Vodafone? Yeah. What you think I can't be trusted to look at n- the nudie ladies and the men with the boners? Oh, you think that that's going to be dangerous for me? Return to safety. You Orwellian mother crushers. It's a disgrace. I, for one, won't stand for it. Now, I started with the intro as a sort of new way to test the water. What happens if I just start the stream with the intro? Now, I'm a bit like, oh, shit, where do I go now? Normally, I'll say, oh, well, uh, coffee and memes and hit the intro. But, I mean, we could do it again. No, probably not. Okay, look, what have we got in terms of shoe throwers? Well, we've got all these um, Mephius remixes to play. Remixes of, me- of Mephius. New, le- new Neon Light, New Proxima, New Reflector, New Circuits. Might play that Bunshin bit again. Black Owl, spelt with a four, doing work as usual. Break Remix, Calyx and TV. I feel like we did that. No, we didn't. We did the Break Remix of Technomatic Bristol. Let's do that Break Remix of TB. We're here, aren't we? Right. <laughs> Sorry to the uh, 25 or so people in the Discord that I owe replies to. I will get back to everyone today. I was definitely poorly yesterday. I was definitely poorly. I hated not doing the show yesterday. Absolutely hated it. I'll do my best to not let that happen again. It is rare for me to take a day off sick, though. It's been a few years. Ah, big up the build. Donating two quid on the super chat. If you want, you can send you can send a tip. You can send a couple of quid in on the super chat on YouTube. It'll all go to the next iteration of the app.
Mr. Build, I trust you got your T-shirt. listening on Facebook. Don't be shy, smashing that share button. This is a ridiculous record. This is Calix and TB, A Day That Never Comes, remixed by Break. Break, just doing work at the moment. Oh, that's what happens when you don't have any social media. You can spend all your time making fucking amazing tunes. <laughs> Who'd have thought, hey? Can you even imagine? I'm still confident in my deletion of Twitter. I still believe it's the right thing to do. I've got three weeks left to, to go with that. Uh, three weeks left to reactivate it before it disappears completely. But if anyone can give me two good reasons, two good reasons why I should keep it. I guess like I can say it makes it easy for people on Twitter to get in contact with me or for me to contact people that are on Twitter. But there's a threshold Twitter. Hmm. Right, that's the end of that one. Uh, that's A Day That Never Comes by Calix and TB, remixed by Break. What a, what a trifecta of bad motherfuckers. Lord of mercy. Okay, come on, let's do this then. Uh, UK porn rules requiring age verification could start on April the 1st. Tom Woods. Tom Wood. The Lab Bible reports, reports, reports. Watching online pornography could be about to get more difficult very soon for people living in the UK. It's a disgrace. Uh, I don't think the government should be allowed to have this sort of power over us. Uh, I think that everyone, every man, woman, not not child, but everyone. Now I see. I've just I've just confirmed their argument. I said that people under eighteen shouldn't be allowed to look at porn, and that's all they're doing here. You just have to verify your age. Fuck. <laughs> 
Uh, new rules that could come into effect as soon as the April 1st, I'll call shenanigans, uh, will require anyone wishing to access a free adult site to provide proof of identity. I'll do it, I don't mind. Whilst that might sound annoying, if you're into that sort of thing to begin with, anyway, the rules are aimed at protecting children. Well, yeah. I, do th- I feel like... Look, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's a sort of... It's an anecdote as old as time itself. Well, not quite, but people of my age, people a little bit older, people in their 30... People from their sort of mid-30s upwards that didn't get the internet until they were maybe 15 or 16 or, you know, maybe even a little bit older. You had to get your porn from other places. You know, you could get a pretty soft jazz mag from a newsagent's or somewhere like that or a harder one from a, a licensed adult shop. Now, there'd be ones that would float around the social circle. Uh, a friend of mine actually was used to sell pornos at school. He uh, had a little... Uh, they had found a cachet of pornos that his stepdad had left in the garage after moving out. And there were videos, there were magazines, all manner of pornographic literature. And he was flogging them at school, making a pound, decent pound note out of it. He had a little song, one pound a magazine, three pound a video. That's how it went. And he was making he was making note. He was making bank off that shit. And there was a lot of them uh, until, sadly, one day, someone ruined it for everyone. By on the school bus, someone scrunched up a picture of a nudie lady from one of the blue magazines and threw it out of the bus window, hitting... An old biddy, bonk, in the head. Old biddy opened the ball of porn that had been thrown at her bonds and went, oh, and fainted dead away. Well, I don't know. Maybe she didn't faint. But nevertheless, she got in contact with the school and went, this and this bus lobbing porn, lobbing porn at me. Anyway, next day, some teacher gets on that bus, was like, who's got the porno? Who's throwing porn at? We ain't going nowhere until we find out who's throwing the porn. Anyway, they found out he threw the porn. They found, and they traced it back to my dear friend, uh, who will probably rem- remain nameless for legal reasons. And he was busted. They rumbled in. They got all his porn. They got his videos. They got his magazines. They got a lot. And uh, they called his mum. She had to come into school, and she was given back the porn in a brown paper envelope. And she met with the deputy head in the car park, uh, she was wearing dark sunglasses and they exchanged words and exchanged a brown envelope like she was buying some sort of spy dossier, like she was buying Russian secrets. <laughs> she, was, she was retrieving the illicit pornography that her son had been selling at school. She, uh, I've spoken to her about it. She says it's this day one of the funniest experiences of her whole life. Uh, God bless her. Oh. <laughs> uh, hilarious but yeah so we had to get our porn in different ways you know you could find it down railway embankments i believe they made a joke of that on spaced but it's true you would find pornography down railway presumably that could also have been school kids that had to get the train they would doing the exact same thing do school kids just love throwing porn out of windows is this a thing uh, get in touch. Let me know if you were ever a naughty schoolboy or naughty schoolgirl and threw porn from a window. 
Anyway, ends up on the railway embankment. Or I'll end up somewhere. And it's just the sort of things we get passed around. Someone's older brother has bought some. Back in uh, 2004, uh, when I was running Molten Vinyl, the record label that me and a couple of friends started to release a uh, drum and bass on, I uh, released my first record on. Uh, we had an office on the old Steen in Brighton, and we had a whole drawer full of uh, pornography that belonged to um, one of us. And uh, that was a thing for a while. People would come in and visit, and pe- the word got round. Like, uh, I mean, this is we had the internet at this point. It was kind of a, it was physical porn was a little bit outdated by then, but we were trying to keep the dream alive. And people would come to the office, and they'd be like, "Heard you've um, heard you got a drawer? Yeah, we got a drawer." You want to look in the drawer? Yeah. Have a little look in the drawer. Ah, oh, there are all sorts of all sorts of weirdness in there. I don't know what ever happened to it. I hope it's in a drawer. I hope someone else has got it in a drawer somewhere. I hope it's doing the rounds. I hope it's doing the rounds. Anyway, I don't know what's going on with this. Uh, the, right, let's get back to this. Um, uh, okay, so it's for protecting children. The rules, once they're brought into place, will cover many of the world's largest pornography sites, such as Pornhub and YouPorn. Uh, those two sites alone see nearly 2 billion people visit every month. What? Two, a third of the world's population, or maybe slightly less than a third, but more than a quarter of the world's population visit those two sites. I can't believe that. Mm, I can't, I can't believe that. I can't, I mean, China, sure, people... Okay, well, let's assume that it'd be actually very, very difficult for people in China to access that. How many people are there in China? Okay, because you can you have to exclude that really from the from those calculations when you're doing the percentage. Because I mean, they've got that the internet locked down hard there. China pop you lation. Come on, guys! Come on, duck, duck, go! You piece of shit! I've been trying, been giving you the benefit of the doubt. It's one point two billion. Oh, come on, Wikipedia. Will you make it uh, 1.4 billion? Okay, so let's take 1.4 billion off it. Okay, well, you're probably looking at about 6, 6 billion. Okay, yeah, a third. A third of the population apparently are using YouPorn and Pornhub every month. <sighs> That's a lot of wankers. That is a lot of wankers. I'm impressed. I am. I'm impressed. Okay, uh... Alongside those websites, a whole host of others will require anyone wishing to access free content of an adult nature to sign up to a new system called Age ID. All right, how do I sign up? That means that you'll have to register yourself using details from a valid form of ID, such as a driving license, credit card, or passport. Basically, as soon as you log on, you'll be met with a non-pornographic landing page, uh, upon which you will probably be prompted to verify your age. This is according to a spokesperson for the company providing the verification software. I know creeps age id spokesperson james clark told the metro how are you when a user first visits a site protected by age id a landing page and that will appear and fucking prompt the user to verify their age and that's only an access to site are we each website would create their own non-pornographic landing page and that like is proper raggy but you know we'll have to do it in that lake because government says we've got to do it in that lake got to protect the wee kiddies in that lake you got to protect your nippers Right. Despite this seeming like a bit of a hassle, once you're registered on one site, you'll be able to use the same verification for any site that subscribed to the age ID system. However, the decision of which age verification system to use is up to each individual site. Some will have different providers. Christ. 
thief caught after watching porn during burglary. Damn. Just... Pfft. Wankers are as wankers do. Clark continued, it's a one-time verification with a simple sign-in for future use, for future access. If a user verifies uh, on one age ID protected site, they will not need to perform the verifi- verification again on a site carrying age ID. These rules, which are, can't you just do it for a browser? Can't you just verify your browser or something? And then it's, oh, no, this sounds like a pain in the ass. Just want my free porn. It's a disgrace. It's appalling. Uh, Clark, blah, 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 blah. Clark explains the Porter's card is available to purchase from selected high street retailers. What's this? So I've, I've, I've skipped ahead. Uh, it, Clark continues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rules, which are part of the Digital Economy Act of 2017, are aimed at making adult content less accessible to people under the age of 18. If the credit card, driving license, or pa- passport form of verification isn't for you, you'll be able to get hold of a verification card known as a Porter's card from a selection of high street shops. That will allow access to anyone with the Porter's app without provision of an email address. Clark explained, the Porter's card is available to purchase from high street retailers and any of the UK's 29,000 paypoint outlets as a voucher. Once a card or voucher is purchased, a unique validation code must be activated via the Porter's app within 24 hours before expiring. Once the user has been verified, it will automatically be granted access to all sites using HID. They're five quid. Where's that money going? Eh? Is it going to go to rebuilding Hadrian's Wall? I hope so. Uh, you could expect to pay four ninety nine for use with one device, eight ninety nine for multiple devices. Are you going to pay for mine, Tom Wood? Are you with Lad Bible? Why don't you pay for mine? Be nice of you, wouldn't it? Be actually really kind of you, Tom Wood of the Lad Bible. Anyway, thanks. Right, what else have we got in here? Let's have a new um, circuits bit off uh, the Euphoria EP. Oh, might as well. It's inside info on Kazra, for those that didn't already know. It's on Circuits Recording, which is an offshoot of Critical.
Dietrich on YouTube speaking the truth. Going to the corner shop to buy your wanking license is the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> B and H and a wanking license. Oh god. Cup of the black gold here from a roastery called Old Spike, who I'm going to be partnering with probably, I think, around the end of the month. They're moving their roastery into just opposite the studio, which means there's going to be a maddening smell of coffee the whole time. But we're going to do a special coffee and memes blend. The coffee's so good. So watch out for that. Watch out for this one, yeah? Don't sleep. Don't sleep on that one, yeah? It's the bum ting. The black gold, yeah? The coffee, it keeps you going. It's the hurry up juice. You get mans. Still. Mm. Oh. Right, come on. Shall we look into uh, what the biggest sexual fantasies in the UK are, according to the Metro? <sighs> These are the top sexual fantasies in the UK, according to a survey, says Ellen Scott. What is your biggest sexual fantasy? Someone making you a nice cup of tea post-orgasm? Sex that magically eliminates your student loans? <laughs> uh, shockingly enough, neither of these options make the list of the top 10 fantasies people in the UK experience while having sexual relations with a partner. Oh, right, I see. This is what people think about when they're on the job, not just like in general. What? No, hold on. Oh, well, look, we'll continue. Illicit Encounters surveyed 2,000 people not many is it for the uk to ask what their fantasy is about whether i you know what so this is a this is a common thing yeah a company will do some sort of raggy survey some crap survey to find out something half amusing or potentially provocative or some bullshit basically and then their pr people can then go around all these two-bit publications like lab bible the metro the the mirror the sun and go oh we've done a survey and it turns out that 74 percent of people would murder their brother for 15 pounds and uh then they get you know some pr off the back of it so why don't we do a coffee and memes one why don't we do a, th a threshold one where we we surveyed four thousand lobsters and found out that they uh 50 of them thought that she throws her a genre 
and then we could try and get you know Tom Wood or Alan Scott or one of these other two-bit hacks to report on it. Hey, you never know, do you? Come on, it's 2019. Okay, Illicit Encounters surveyed 2,000 people, 2,000 people from around the UK to ask what they what they fantasise about when they have sex. Uh, to not only find out what people are turned on by, but how they feel about their mid-sex thoughts. Right, okay, so it is during, during the job. Fantasizing is common, by the way. Okay, and having a wandering mind during sex isn't something to feel guilty about. All right, just trying to appease your own guilt there, Alan Scott, aren't you? Uh, if imagining your partner is rescuing you from a hostage situation helps get you off, uh, go right ahead and do it. Seems like an unlikely fantasy, but okay. Just make sure you're still present in the moment and you're not making your partner feel rubbish when you're dreaming up scenarios. If it's feasible, get them involved too. They might enjoy some of the role play. Um, they know it massively turns you on. Oh, a little um, call back to last week uh, where we covered the fetish of the man that liked being lifted up by women, uh, and particularly women wearing big watches. Uh, and I asked people to see if they could get their girlfriends to do it and just test it out, see whether or not it was any good. Uh, old Aishul Becky sent in a video. It was a good one. I liked it. It was a clean lift, uh, but it did nothing for him. But nice to find out. I've not had any more, Ian, but I have had about four or five people send me messages saying that they asked their girlfriends and their girlfriends were having absolutely none of it uh, for reasons due to simply there being it being very obvious that the girlfriend was not able to lift them off the ground. Uh, this has happened. I, I approached Hayley about it yesterday. I didn't tell her why. I just said, do you reckon you can lift me up? She said, no way. I've got a bad back as it is. Like, do you reckon you can lift a bit of me up? just complete just no interest whatsoever uh so that was that really um and so yeah plenty of people have said that their girlfriends have declined which i think is a shame really isn't it because you know relationships are about give and take and you know trying to uh well one one friend uh shout out mike uh said that his girlfriend said oh it's not one of those bloody lobster things is it <sighs> which i i feel there is a definitely an increase in anti-lobster rhetoric and I think it should be stopped. I consider it hate speech. Okay, let's get into this. Uh, just make sure that you're blah, blah, blah. Hello, crap, let's get to the fucking list. The top sexual fantasies in the UK are, one, sex with the ex. Uh, two, sex, a sex scene in TV or online. Uh, three, sex with a celebrity. Four, sex with my current partner. That's the... Uh, but the... I'm not... What, while you're having sex with them, it's not really a fantasy if you're actually doing it, is it? It's just the present moment. Uh, five, sex with a stranger. Uh, six, sex with... This isn't clear. I'm, sadly, the survey does not go into more niche fantasies. Instead, it's looking at the most popular general fantasies. Uh, five, sex with a stranger. Six, an affair with a work colleague. Seven, sex with a friend. Eight, group sex. Nine, sex in a public place. Ten, sex with someone in an authority, police officer or traffic warden. Traffic warden, it's a very, using the term authority, a very loose term there. Um, it's a crying shame in my opinion. Uh, we quite like to hear from uh, the people who dream of the Grinch or people that imagine they're being eaten. All right, okay, what, what, what have we got here then? Why do people want to have sex with the Grinch? Well, that, that is a good question, isn't it? Uh, Dogue fan club. I'm not a fairy, but holy shit, I want to skull fuck the Grinch and slurp all his lime green Grinch juice. Well, that's potentially the most disgusting thing I've ever read. Uh, duck. 
on Twitter. Not to be controversial this early in the morning, but I'm going to fuck the Grinch. Uh, the Grinch is my anti-consumerist king. Well, it's not really sexualizing the Grinch there. And that's only got... You're really dredging the bloody... You're really scraping the barrel of that. It's only, only got two likes on that tweet. You really obviously done the best you could do, Metro. Okay, so you've drummed up a story about two meme accounts posting about having sex with the Grinch. You're pathetic. This is a disgrace. The Grinch has raw sexual charisma. He's self-assured. He hates capitalism. Pfft, I mean, he's going to be a hit with the fucking millennials then, isn't he? Uh, right, anyway, look, I've had enough of that. Um, well, let's play some more shoe throwers. This is, I'm pulled by the Metro. Uh, slap 2019, neon light. Let's do it. Let's get the show on the road. Shout out Crabman on Facebook, listening in the bookies. We'll have a tenner on New Year's Lad at 3.30 at Chepstow. This is definitely a contender for shoe thrower of the week. Hey, we still got those Mafia streamers to come though. So I see shoe throwing is becoming quite a popular thing, particularly with vans. Uh, apparently, vans always land sobble side down. Seems pretty reasonable. Glad that it's catching on. 
Club. That's ridiculous. That's uh, Slap 2019 by Neon Light. It's on Blackout. Good boys. Very, very good boys. Okay, fine. Absolutely fine by me. Seriously, fine. What's it like being autosexual when you're attracted to yourself? Well, let's find out. Ah, oh, sweet baby Jesus. Sexuality is fluid, uh, as, as with a lot of things. It can, involve, it can evolve and boomerang over time. Okie dokie. Uh, though so often thought about in binary terms, just as with gender, there are many different sexualities people identify as. Autosexuality is one such identification that is seldom talked about. It's the idea of being sexually attracted to yourself. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and can come with being autoromantic, experiencing the relationship with yourself as romantic. We used to just call it being vain or egotistical, I think. Uh, it can mean being turned on by your own look and nudity, getting butterflies when you think about yourself, being excited to spend time alone and masturbating to the idea of yourself. Oh. Li- I'm a liberal guy, yeah. You know, I, as long as people are happy, of course, and you're not hurting anyone else. The idea of being the sort of person that masturbates to the idea of oneself... I feel like that's a dangerous road to go down. Like, (laughs) whatever makes you happy, you know, of course, crack on. (laughs) It just, like, I just can't believe, like, what sort of an absolute balance you'd have to be. Self-care, love yourself. Love yourself. Self-care. Masturbate to yourself. Masturbate to the idea of yourself. Take yourself out on the date. Sneak up to the toilet to wank yourself off at the idea of yourself. (laughs) All right, fine, go for it. Um, It's all the feelings we get for a potential new suitor, but for ourselves. I mean, convenient. Jesus, convenient. You know, you're going to know where you are the whole time. You're going to... you kind of you're gonna know that you're on the same page. I mean, could you play games with yourself? You know, you always you're always gonna text yourself back, aren't you? And you're very unlikely to ghost yourself. It's uh, it's very convenient, you know, and um, low cost. I guess you don't have to spend money on dates. You know, taking taking them out, spending money on them, and it's fine. Although then I guess you don't have a different person to spend money on you. You've got to spend your own money on you. Double edged sword, isn't it? Uh, Gaia Vital Vitali. Let's go with Vitali. Gaia Vitali is autosexual and autoromantic. She's also engaged to get her get married to herself after proposing in 2017. 
I wonder if there were any nerves before that proposal. Like, oh, what am I going to say? Oh, I don't know. Ooh. Oh, I said yes. <laughs> oh, thank God. Wow. Get that. Get, get the ring picture up on Instagram. After becoming aware of her sexuality at the age of seven, okie dokie, uh, she didn't explore her feelings until she was in college. Now, after unlearning her preconceived notions about relationships and the idea that you have to be with another person for it to be valid, uh, Gaia wants to normalise autosexuality. <sighs> okay, fine. Let's normalise it. Uh, she spoke to the metro.co.uk to explain how she discovered her orientation and what it entails. Um, my definition of autosexuality is being attracted to yourself. I've been attracted to myself for as long as I have been cognizant of attraction. Thank you, Loki. Um, my earliest memories of... I wonder what she's like just, you know, as a, you know, like a co-worker, a colleague, or a friend, or a family member. Because um, she sounds like she'd be unbearable. But I don't know, she might be lovely. I don't want to judge her too harshly. All I'm saying is it sounds like the sort of thing that could lead you to being a bit of a twat. Like, I, I feel like if it was a man, they would not be looking at it this lightly. It would be like, creepy, weird man in love with himself. Oh, he's autosexual man. Man claims to be autosexual. Sounds like he just wanks a lot. Um, but of course, we, it is beautiful and empowering, and we must normalise it if it's a, if it's a girl. Whatever, I don't mind. You know, you crack on, but just don't ex- don't don't expect people to not take the piss. Uh, my earliest memories of checking myself out in the mirror and feeling attraction happened around age seven. I didn't learn the term autosexual until after I graduated from college in 2013. My attraction to myself may be confused at times, but once I learned about autosexuality. I was glad that there was a word for my experience. I've recognised myself as being in a relationship with myself since I was in college. I just didn't have the vocabulary to express my experiences. Uh, Before that, I still had sexual and romantic feelings about myself, but always assumed a relationship had to be with another person in order for it to be valid. Uh, I know you can be in a relationship with a roller coaster, uh, a Game Boy, uh, a hologram, the Eiffel Tower, the, what else have we had? A zombie doll. Um, a ghost pirate, uh, just a normal ghost, a ghost that's not a pirate. There's loads of stuff you can be in with a relationship with, apart from, you know, and yeah, yourself as well. Why not? Might as well. Uh, before that, I still had, do you know, this is like, people said, like, before you forget, before you get a, a, a partner, you have to learn to love yourself. Do you think it's just that's taken too far? I don't know. Um, before that I had sexual and romantic feelings about myself but always assumed a relationship had to be with another person in order to be valid I now realise that my relationship with myself is as valid as any other relationship well listen if you get postmodern about it it is if you decide that all variations of reality are equally valid sure why not Um, though so oh so logomy so like okay so logomy married to oneself is not widely practiced it's not a new idea growing numbers of people are saying i do to themselves though it is not currently legal anywhere in the world well we need to start change.org petition to get the laws changed so you can marry yourself one japanese company even offers self-marriage packages for single women why not men and those unhappy with previous marriages um do you have to divorce yourself if you want to marry someone else. Uh, but Gaia has been engaged to herself for some time, yet she, uh, she she is yet to say I do, but she does have the ring. What? 
no, you have to say, oh, right, because then just not married. But um, more like an I will, but just not I do. Although I will one day be my own wife, I am enjoying. Do you? Okay. No, no, because it is only one person. You're not playing two. Dif- you're not playing two different roles. It is, it is an entirely solo experience. You're marrying yourself, but you're, yeah, it's not like you and yourself, or me, myself, and Irene. Situation. I don't know. Um, although I, I, although I will one day be my own wife, I'm enjoying the feeling of being engaged. This is the first time I've ever been engaged to anyone. I'm glad it is with myself. I try to be a good lover unto myself. That's good. I mean, you can hold yourself accountable for stuff, and if you're likely to get into an argument, you're sort of going to know when, like, if you're arguing with yourself, you sort of know, like, when you know, like, you know when you're having an argument, and, like, you know you've lost, but you want to win anyway. <laughs> oh, if I just shout a bit louder, then I, I might win, even though I know I've, I mean, there's no point in doing that with yourself, is there? I can see some advantages to this. The relationship I have with myself is special. I sometimes get butterflies in my stomach when I think of myself. I know I can always turn to myself if I'm having a problem. I love myself for my uniqueness, creativity, and beauty. Yeah, all right. RateYourself.com Gaia has written about her experiences of being autosexual and wants more people to explore their relationship with themselves. I want other autosexuals to know it's okay to be attracted to yourself. Other people aren't attracted to themselves like we are to ourselves, but that doesn't mean our desires are wrong. Don't be afraid to explore that attraction towards yourself. Um, cool, yeah, get into it. Have at it. Come on, you might as well. You know, what else? unless you've got something better to do, might as well just marry yourself. Uh, I mean, you've got to invite less people to the wedding, haven't you? You've got like a whole one side, like you can get away with half. Maybe you get a wedding half price if it's only you. Possible. You know, you can maybe only stick that up on GoFundMe. That's just the sort of thing I can see on GoFundMe. Like, uh, I just, yeah. Okay, come on, let's have some of these Mephius remixes then. Uh, Calyx and TB remix of Fractured by Mephius. Let's do this thing.
Fractured by Mephius. The Calyx and TB remix as part of the Manifest remixed album. Whew. Some serious, serious bits on there. Now, on Monday, as I presume all of you will know, we lost the greatest frontman of British dance music. Keith Flint of The Prodigy took his own life aged 49 years one of the cruelest things about mental illness is that no matter how your life looks from the outside people on the outside can never see or understand what is going on on the inside it's often a secret struggle where no one other than you and not even you a lot of the time can understand the demons that are going on on the inside. So for all intents and purposes, you know, he was a man that looked like he had everything, incredible success. You know, they were going to play Glastonbury this year, you know, a beloved member of the dance music community. Yet on the inside, something was obviously very, very wrong. When these sort of things happen, we're always very rightly encouraged talk talk about things don't be afraid to reach out to people if you're struggling don't be afraid to mention it don't be afraid to ask for help and this is so so true never be afraid to ask anyone for help but occasionally of course stuff goes beyond that and people feel that they're unable to ask for help that they it feels too much that other people wouldn't understand that other people wouldn't care that other people would judge them for it and and so the worst things happen so i would implore you all if you have friends or family that you feel might be struggling reach out to them like reach out talk to them 
try and let let them know that you care about them let them know that they matter to you that that they have meaning that they are a valid and important member of your life your friendship group your family of society check on people because they might be at a point whereby they're beyond the point of asking for help suicide is one of the worst things imaginable it's so difficult to understand it's so cruel it's so awful but we have to at times like this reflect and just do our best to talk to others when we need it to reach out to other people who might need it look i'm i am enormously proud of everyone in the in, in various groups we have who are all lovely to each other and they're when people have expressed that they're having hard times everyone has rallied around them my door is always open if anyone wants to send me a message if anyone i've i've had various people send me messages uh, after my ukf article and i'm very happy to you know do my best to talk to anyone that wants to talk my door is very much open just truly truly saddened to hear about keith the prodigy have been i would say probably the yeah the biggest influence on my love of music my love of dance music i remember listening to music for the jilted generation when i was in primary school i would have been in year six and listening to it on cassette tape on my mate Matt knees headphones and just being like what what is this literally what i've never heard i mean i was 11 just couldn't even comprehend the sounds that were coming out of it and to look at the inlay artwork of that illustration of the free party like the illegal rave on one side of the ravine and all the police and like the state and everyone on the other side and the guy flipping the middle finger oh it makes me like chills go down my spine just thinking about it flipping them the finger and cutting the bridge i was just like as an 11 year old child you know like oh my god so so powerful so amazing like i was uh it just yeah blew me away and then just you know endless source of absolutely incredible music uh, i wanted to do a like a whole just play all my favorite prodigy stuff but after some investigation i've it would just have me immediately pulled from youtube and from facebook but i'm gonna just continue playing on threshold.fm for the next little while i'm gonna play through i don't know three or four of my favorite bits of uh, the prodigy and rest in peace keith you are an inspiration to millions and you will be remembered forever undoubtedly for your contribution to dance music and society and culture as a whole rest in peace right i will stop this live stream now and continue on on facebook thank you for listening everyone i'll be back on youtube and facebook 10 a.m tomorrow morning be good to yourselves be good to each other and know that there is help available if you need it lots of love Okay, Threshold, it's just you now, just me and you, just a couple of, couple of peeps going to listen to some fucking amazing music. All right, let's do it.
I'm absolutely ridiculous. I remember that being uh, number one uh, in the charts. It was it came out in 1996. And I remember watching Top of the Pops with my dad and that being, and then playing the video of that at the end because that was at number one. My dad was deeply confused by it, didn't understand it, didn't know what was going on, thought it was ridiculous. I aged, why would I have been then, 12 just mesmerized by it like what is this devil music this is incredible oh my god like keith flint just looked like the coolest motherfucker you have ever seen just oh god just just so just the impact 
the their music has had on on electronic music is them the chemical brothers and orbital it's hard to think of i mean they really are just i mean what can you say what can what can you say this was the uh this was the track that i remember the most listening to in the playground at school and being i don't know just taken into another world of just sound that i couldn't even have comprehended at, at the time
Now the phone's making a little racket down there. It's trying to get in on the action. I think when, like in that album, Music for the Gen- Generation, when they started using like the halftime, like the hip-hop time breaks, I think that is that is when they were like, right, that's it. They've, cement- they've just cemented their place in the Dance Music Hall of Fame. I think that was when the sound, like obviously the experience was like, amazing and unique and an absolutely phenomenal album but taking it from that sort of hardcore and sort of techno style of like the early days of like old school hardcore sort of sound and then mixing it with like the lower tempo kind of hip-hop live breaks that that's when the game changed basically like it was god i mean what can what can you say
Yeah. Lord a mercy. It just, yeah, it beggars belief the amount of influence that the Prodigy have had on so many people's lives, on art, on music, on culture. Just an absolute, you know, a, yeah, it's just, it's, it's beyond comprehension. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow at 10 a.m. Like I said, be good to yourselves, be good to each other, talk when you need to, and check that your friends are all right when you feel they need it. Lots of love to you all. Okay, see you tomorrow.